This is a Good Time Charlie production. On your marks, get set. that it was pointed out that part of this challenge this week was simply not baking. More people need to say that shit out loud. <laughs> it's Crim Patissier. It's a great British Bake Off uh, podcast. Uh, only currently we are reviewing the great American baking show series six. This is episode four pastry week. Always a good time. And you'll always, uh, you will really uh, separate your wheat from your chaff this go round, but, gotta say real strong bakes this week across the board and uh how we lost somebody was based just on i think just just sorry for your luck you know uh, and i want to mention this before we even move uh too much forward they had a hard time picking who was going to be star baker this week i disagree with that notion because the person with star baker was star baker it was clean star baker i'm talking to, oh and when you go back and look Prue and uh and Paul was just like uh, I've never seen that in in all my time um, watching this show American and abroad. There was just like uh, uh. hey, you ain't you ain't wrong, but yet still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what it is. Each and every week we give y'all a little something something in the realm of news and. This week won't be no different. So let me let y'all know that. Bakers make the world go round. A factual statement. Bakers do indeed make the world go <laughs> round. And uh, we gets down with the get down on that one. I got a couple stories for you this week. One is super duper long. So it will be. It is already in your show. You don't know that I've written these notes, but I have. And uh so I'm not going to read you the whole thing of it, but I think it's nifty. So the good people at the New York Times just showed up in my uh, good New York Times newsletter this morning. Prue Leaf's Great American Road Trip. Oh, the Great nice. British Baking Show judge steps out of the tent to sample the flavors of the U.S. on a 2200 mile drive. Written by Prue Leaf. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. We, give, we give him bylines. Uh, published July 3rd, but updated July 5th. Uh, last fall, my husband and I set our hearts on renting an RV for a road trip from L.A. to Florida. We managed picnicking in, on mountaintops in New Mexico, sleeping under the stars in Texas and barbecuing prawns. The RV co would come with a grill, of course, on the Mississippi levee. In the end, our 2,200-mile American journey ended up being memorable. But for none of those reasons, we can't accept anyone over 70 with a British driver's license, insisted the woman on the phone. I'm 83, and I'm in my head. I'm a but in my head, I'm a sprightly 60. And my husband, John, is 76. <laughs> Nobody had warned us about the potential obstacle. If they had the, the same age cutoff for Americans, I thought the RV business would collapse. We called another company. Their rep said he'd never heard of any age restriction. No problem, he said. We've got the perfect RV for you, except it was 45 feet long. Hmm. The thought of parking something that size, the size of a London bus, was too much, even for my gung-ho husband. Comments has prevailed, and we rented a Ford Explorer. <laughs> All right, so this, I guess she goes. Through, I, I guess she goes through some of the states, and this first one is New Mexico. Salsa and sticker shock. We were overdue for a break. Aside from my usual job, eating cake as a judge on the Great Great British Baking Show, the Great British Bake Off, we were respected here in this organization. I'd been doing trial runs of my own one-woman stage show in Britain in the United States, and it had been exhausting. So. Before we set off on our great adventure, we rented a mobility scooter for two 
and hit the boardwalks at Venice Beach in L.A. Nice. But our crawl through the deafeningly loud music, junk food, and stand selling shorts emblazoned with vulgar words <laughs> and messages like beat me did little oh. to re-energize our spirits. On the day we left California, torrents of rain were falling. By the time we crossed into Arizona, the sun had exploded over the hills in a glorious display of opera lighting. We made it as far as Santa Fe, New Mexico, where our hotel, the Venessi, a charming collection of wooden buildings around a courtyard, was like everywhere, suffering from a lack of staff. A single employee handed us a laminated notice. Our restaurant, room service, and bar are currently closed. A 30-year on the service charge will be added to your bill. Jesus. Happily, Vera Vinoteca across the street was open. We ate tiny uh, padr- padron, P-A-D with an R accent over the O-N, pepper. So if y'all know what that is, let a, let a guy know. Stuffed with cream cheese and cumin, tuna ceviche and pineapple salsa, and a small bowl of warm, slightly cur- curried mussels in the shell. All served with a flight of four glasses of different California Cabernet Sauvignons. Mm. Again, goes from there. One, I like Bruce's writing style a mm-hmm. lot. So I'm definitely going to read the rest of that. And like I said, it's in your show notes. It is from the New York Times. So, I mean, I I, uh, I, I pay a couple of bucks for the New York Times. I don't get the whole of the New York Times. I basically get just like uh, some segments. And this one, they, they I, I'm allowed to get. So. So if it comes up and you don't have it or you can't see it, let me know. We'll uh, we'll figure it out, okay? <laughs> it's interesting that they chose to drive across the bottom of the country because, like, yeah. it take you three days to drive across Texas. Mm. And, you know, they owe and ain't nobody trying to have to drive through potentially snow. Because right. whenever, whenever it was raining bad in Cali, I thought it was kind of cold elsewhere in this country. So mm-hmm. uh, assuming that's when all this occurred, but still. But yeah, the art for this is so. I'm a let me quick screenshot. I just want y'all to see the uh, image they use for it because it's really cool. In my opinion, entire screen. That's dope, there. though. It like is. I, I, I will probably read that if I can put it in my pocket. Yeah, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So I, I, I dig Miss uh, Miss Prue. That's like we we we've talked about Prue. And Prue was missing. We was missing like some of us. It's like they took they. T- they took half my heart when they when she was gone for a week. <laughs> poor sick baby. It's also a nice little uh, possibility model too to see some like older people doing something like that. Like you know, still got a lot of time left. Oh yeah, respect that. Damn right. Uh, send me this one uh, a few weeks back. Uh, it it sourced off of Yahoo, but it bounced over to People, so it's from People when it's all said and done. Uh, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds visit Great British Bake Off. Judges Paul Hollywood and Prue Lee on set. The celebrity couple have both shared their baking attempts on social media over the years. Uh, Kimberly Speakman and Jenny Howard are on the byline here. Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively are big fans of the Great British Bake Off. The Deadpool actor 46 shared an enthusiastic snap with hope with the host of the popular baking show, Paul Hollywood and Prue Leith, as he raved about getting to visit the set. Soon after, Hollywood shared a snap with Lively35 on his Instagram page, revealing she too had dropped by. In his Instagram photo, Reynolds could be seen in a casual green. But why do they do that? <laughs> in a casual green button-up <laughs> shirt and jeans, smiling brightly as he slung his arm and arm around Hollywood and Leith. Oh, it's people. A full, a full and unconditional hug of pure serotonin. He captioned the post. The host looked equally excited as Leith was wearing her signature bright colors with a bright pink and orange patterned shirt with matching bright pink glasses smiled widely at the camera in Hollywood wearing a blue button-down shirt and jeans excitedly pointed to the actor. Great catching up, Hollywood wrote in the comments section, while friends of the couple Gigi Hadid shared, friend of the couple, forgive me, Gigi Hadid shared an excited comment, Ryan, followed by a pie emoji. Hmm. Hollywood <laughs> later revealed that Lively had also visited the set a few hours after Reynolds' post. The silver-haired baker shared a photo to Instagram that showed him sitting next to the actor's as she laughed and placed her hand on his arm. He even had a cheeky caption directed at co-host Lee. Sorry, Prue. Blake has taken your seat. Welcome to Cake Corner, Blake. Uh, and some hashtags that I'm really not going to read, and I have to wonder why you wrote them. But okay, whatever. He wrote. <laughs> like, why don't you put... I guess you have to like tell the whole story, and those hashtags are in my man's post. So, Lively is no stranger to baking, sharing her own watermelon cake on Instagram in 2021. The benefits of being a hoarder Number 492 
you're at the ready with your Betty Crocker bacon field that you haven't used since you were 17. Mm. The moment when someone requests a watermelon cake, shout out to all my fellow as seen on TV nuts, pulling out the Euro seal next. She captioned <laughs> you know exactly the what that is. <laughs> which showed her slicing into an impressive sweet treat. Hold on. I must immediately look up the Euro seal. And that is Euro Window? What is this? What is, all I see is stuff to seal windows. I don't know what Euro seal actually was at, at its time, but that's what I'm seeing. That's all that comes up in Google in this day and age. How funny. Uh, I think that there is, I know what she's talking about. I don't know that it's called Euro seal. I didn't know that it was called Euro seal, but there's like that as seen on TV, uh, dual cake maker pan thing that they used to have on every yeah, fucking commercial. That, that <laughs> one I knew when she was talking about the watermelon cakes. I remember that bad, the bacon fill. Cause basically you could like, oh, you so make Euro seal is yeah. a different thought. Okay. I, I was like, yeah, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> so. Anyway, the re- then we're here. That's, this one's kind of short. I'll finish the rest of it. Uh, she captioned the video while show showed her slicing. Pro- okay, her husband, meanwhile, might need some help for her th- from the professional bakers in the tent. In 2018, he hilariously took to Instagram to show off a supposed baking fail when he tried to bake a strawberry covered cake for his wife, Blake Lively. I mean, yes, we know she's his wife. Some weird writing styles here <laughs> to go from Prue's really graceful writing to this. Chunky ass shit, it's bothersome. <laughs> I, baked, I baked this cake for my wife. The icing is glue because I'm not a scientist. Reynolds captioned the photo holding up the dessert while looking a bit unsure of the sweet treat himself. However, that wasn't his only baking failure. As the previous year in December, the star also attempted to make a batch of cookies, but they didn't exactly turn out gourmet or look like cookies at all for that matter. Lively made light of the incident by showing off the cookies on Instagram, writing, Van City Reynolds made some Christmas cookies. He's very handsome, though. <laughs> that is the entire dead article, but it will be in your show notes. So you can click on all the links they have within there and uh, enjoy the the tales they tell here. Man, Baker's made the world around people. I'm just going to tell you that. And uh, while we get it, let's talk about who remains in the tent. We have none other than Captain Diana O'Brien, who can pilot a boat up to 49 feet long, we find out in this episode. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he can just do everything. Yeah, but what? She can't beat the charges, people. Can't beat the oh, charges. Oh, she's still not. She's still not beating them <laughs> allegations. There's not one thing I've learned about her that makes me go, "Oh, maybe we've got that wrong." Yeah, yeah, uh, for real. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Martin Sawyer is still in the chat. Narali Chohan is still in the chat. Sarah Chang still in the chat. Sean Liu still in the chat. Suzanne Simpson still in the tent. It's a good time to be had this week, people. Pastry week always shows your skills off, and this one was no was no different. Uh, first up, signature: twelve identical handheld tarts. One hour, forty five minutes to complete. Let's go through it. Uh, so Narali, a pop tart, but you just oh, can't put it in the, the 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 thing, the toaster. Even even as they talked about it, they kept being like, "Oh, you know, we used to have a handheld tart." I'm like, okay, guy. I know what you mean. I know you can't say what it what it is, but trust me. I've also been to a lovely restaurant in uh in in, in the Poughkeepsie area of uh called Ted's Bulls, and, and they make pop tarts there that are mm-hmm. glorious. <laughs> if I'm in the area, we swing by there and grab some if possible, because sometimes they don't got them. Do you go to one particular location? We could talk out lo- offline, but there are a couple different locations. Mm-hmm. And I think one is more um, geared toward popping in to pick up a pastry. And the other is more of the sit down restaurants. It's the sit down one we go to. You walk in it. They got what looks like an old school TV kind of right in the foyer early area. And the booths are like really dark brown wood. Yeah, that's yes. the one we've been to. It's on the yeah, street so with a letter. I- yeah, that's it. That's U Street. Um, okay. There's another I one. I, will... I feel good about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were very close. There's another one. I'll I, offline. I'll I'll tell y'all where the one you should go to next time. Yeah, Fair I went enough. to another Fair one enough. that looked like a more of a um, like a like a punk rock neighborhood. See, <laughs> you were probably on Capitol Hill. Um, okay. What is that neighborhood called? I can't think right now, but yes. Yes. Very good. Very good. Well, 
Uh, no Raleigh's up first. Uh, strawberry Valentine's, basically elevated pop tarts, is what I wrote. Uh, filled with strawberry and frangipan. Frangipan, in case you didn't know, is a velvety almond cream blended with a touch of vanilla, topped mm. with lemon icing and strawberry dust. Uh, Diana went with raspberry and marsala tart, made with fresh, dried, and powdered raspberry for a punch of flavor. An almond pastry with the marsala, with the raspberry and marsala wine filling. Top with a jungle-inspired design made from rose water icing. Uh, rectangle shape. Uh, she went. She went with the rectangle shape, which uh, they was kind of like, mm, "You sure about that?" And as it turns out, no, she was not. Just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just because I love having these little tidbits. Marsala wine is a fortified wine from Sicily, mostly used for cooking to create nutty, rich, caramelized sauces. Per winefolly.com. A fortified wine, because I now feel like I need to say what a fortified wine is, is a wine that has that has had a distilled spirit, usually brandy, added to it. It's basically punching the alcohol in it. Hmm. Uh, Susan's up next. Going with an apple cheddar breakfast pastry. The ideal to me sound was sound. The uh, execution, well. Uh, a sweet, <laughs> a sweet, a sweet short crust filled with an apple paste and a slice of cheddar, decorated with almond icing and topped with a miniature apple made of short crust and one of cheese. Like everything about that was like, yeah, that should work, right? Anyway, Sarah made <laughs> sour cherry handheld tart shaped like basketballs, topped with almond icing, and Prue was like, that seems like uh, that seems challenging or whatever turn of phrase Prue used, and, and Sarah was like, well, let me tell you, circles is easy. Right. I was like, "You're right. Circles is mm-hmm. easy, and they normally hold up." So she 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 found what worked well for her. Martin, uh, other Chicago went also with the cherry of uh, theme for his tart cherry tarts, filled with cherry compote, decorated with cherry and almond icing paste. But the pastry is made with rye flour. Remember that, okay? Put and a up, pin there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean with, with PB and J hand tarts. A whiskey short short crust that was only mentioned there when in the picture, whiskey short crust, and never talked about again. No one mentioned that short crust. No one said anything about the whiskey. Nothing about it was ever said again uh, on the rest of this program. Uh, filled with strawberry jam and scratch made peanut butter. Uh, I, the reason I say it's scratch made is because he made a kind of a steak. Like, man, I wanted to use just some cheap American peanut butter because I know what it tastes like. I, he had to make his own, but I think that. I know it paid off in the end because he figured out how you had to make peanut butter, which is, yeah, you grind some peanuts. But he's like, it ain't doing nothing. Let me throw a little peanut oil in it, which is like, yes, Sean, that's how peanut butter is made. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you've only ever had like Jiffy and not a jar of real peanut butter that separates, you don't really know. But I do. Me. That's I mean, not you. <laughs> I'm saying not you. I'm saying a person. Like, because honestly, I was a grown adult. The first time I got a jar of organic peanut butter, I was like, what? What? I was like, oh, oh. What is, what is, what is oh. oil doing on top? Yeah. Right. We, we, I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's one of that's one of our the old school conversations me and Aunt used to have about uh, you know the, the the peanut butter that was separate and how you had to stir that shit up with the knife. So I'm wondering, um, with him adding the alcohol, is it kind of like when you add in vodka to a um, to a pie crust? Um, I don't know. Mm. Like I said, they they never spoke to it again. I would have loved to know what was involved with that process, what it meant to it. Wait, what happens when you add vodka to a pie crust? It's um okay. So if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong here, but when you add like cold vodka, it um, it kind of keeps the dough together because it's kind of like um, it evaporates slower than um, huh. if you if you're doing water. It would like the huh. crust would, uh, would stay colder longer. But I'm um, I'm gonna look it up so I don't sound dumb here. So you guys keep vamping. <laughs> it's all good. We'll carry on with the with, with the Sean situation. Well, anyway, like well, like I said, what it comes down to is is like I said, he had to do this from scratch. Prue came through and was like, I don't even bang with peanut butter. Which I, which a mo- which most of Europe doesn't. It's a, it's, it's one of known knowns. Like people in Europe just don't fuck with peanuts. Or that's peanut so like wild that. to me. Like she had never 
tried peanut butter and jelly together. The concept for her was so foreign. And I know yeah. that I've had that moment watching, you know, the over the seas joint, but yeah. it was just like, this is the most American thing besides apple pie is peanut butter and jelly. Uh, it's like, and I, I guess basically, like, you know, the rest of the world that, that eats peanuts is mostly Asia. And for them, it's all savory stuff. They're not usually right. making like sweet stuff. So it's like, we are the weirdos when it comes down to it. But, you know, George Washington Carver spin that shit for a reason, and we gonna put some respect on his name, <laughs> right? And we're also now a generation away from PB and J because so many people have developed peanut allergies that it's not like as common as it used to be anymore. Yeah, which is great. it's all I, the, the turn of phrase nut butter bothers me on so many ends because you know what I'm saying right <laughs> sunflower seed and cashews and almonds. I'm like, I don't yeah. say nut butter. It's gross. It's gross. It's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, just call it whatever it is, butter. Almond, <laughs> yeah, almond yeah. butter, it's, which does not look. It never like I'll, I'll be looking at the shelf at Target like that. Don't look. That don't look good. It might be. It don't. But that's me. It's not. I I can't bump peanut butter. It's gritty. It's, <laughs> it's gritty. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, judging uh, goes down like this. Diana's up first. But remember, she made rectangles, and they said, "Should you be doing that?" And she was like, "You know, I'm gonna do it. I can do it." And what is Paul's first word? Inconsistent size. Because guess what? You couldn't do it. Because dough is weird. That's the that's the one thing I love about pastry. Pastry thick as fuck, bro. You think you know what you're doing? You be measuring and cutting and measuring twice and cutting once, and it still be like, nah, man, I puffed up. Weird. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The jams run out of it. The decoration not good. Delicious, crumbly, flaky, buttery pastry. Not too sweet, but. Basically, he was like, that looked like just a blob of color, and I would have just, you know, spun it and, like, basically, you Something. know, whipped the, whipped, the, whipped the icing on there and hoped it would have, you know, looked nicer, and she did not do those things. But, basically, this one was saved by how it tasted. Uh, Sean, Prue learns to love peanut butter. Pastry is buttery, crumbly, light, and she loves it. Had this been, had this been where Sean started and only went up? Right. Alas. You know, it's funny. This was like my favorite part of the episode because I was nervous. I'm like, is she going to like it? Like, what? Exactly. how is peanut butter hitting for the first time um, for somebody? <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she did not disappoint me. She was like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'll snack yeah, right. or whatever okay, she said. <laughs> the, the English, the, the South African right. English woman version of smacking. Whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, you did that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Susan's up next. The apple-shaped decoration looks like a rabbit's head, is what Paul said. <laughs> Paul Susan. For real, Damn. for real. Uh, let's see. Why add vodka? The ethanol in the vodka stops the gluten in the flour from binding, making it more tender and flaky crust. Things I learned today, people, about how to get my, 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 my pie crust flaking. Uh oh, cheese and apple work quite well together, but the pastry is quite soggy and a little tough. Damn. How you manage both that? Soggy and tough. wet and hard. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I don't know. How do you make a cake taste like scrambled eggs? <laughs> Man, you got <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't let it go. I can't let it go. <laughs> Not like Susan. Not quite. Not quite baked. And see, this is where I was like, "Damn, but they gonna send my 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 my, my old old bird home?" It was a this, like I said, this is a this is one of the ones where you could not you cannot take anything from the uh, from from signature. But then at the same time, you could take everything from signature anyway. Oh, let's stop. Right, up. Martin loved the star, but the splodge of icing is not quite so neat. <laughs> Perhaps you meant it to be modern art. Mm. Oh, the proof came through with the fucking thing out. I was like, damn, proof, was that necessary? <laughs> However, they are consistent in size. Prue thinks it definitely tastes of rye and likes it. Paul, on the other hand, crumbles the pastry into dust. Y'all look like he was playing in a sandcastle. Mm. Yes. <laughs> he was just like, mm, let me show you something, baby. <laughs> And he he thinks the big, like literally I said I actually wrote to dust how funny needs a bit of white flour. Prue disagrees fully and is like yes. I think the cherry filling compensates for the dryness of the pastry. 
which I write here in my notes, meaning they both know that pastry is dry. Mm. I <laughs> Interesting. I, like, I didn't think about it like that. Prue was just like, I'm cool with it. <laughs> so there's the difference. For Sarah, nicely baked, even, really nice. The intensity, uh, Paul loves the intensity of the flavor. Zach Cherry bumps in here. So would you call it a slam dunk? And Prue's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah what? And then they go, Paul. Yeah, it's a slam dunk. He's like, he was one of them, like, fine, fine, y'all. You weirdo. He didn't want to let him have it. Yeah. If he would have flipped a football tournament, maybe Paul would have been more on that shit. I don't know. Which you should have done a soccer ball. It's a little bit more uh, decorating challenge. I like that she was like, these shits remind me eating Pop Tarts at basketball practice, and I'm going to make basketballs. I'm like, there you go, girl. It was cute. It was just a cop out. Like, she just. Drew three lines <laughs> and did not miss. So, so the difference I think the thing is there is what she did do. She did it. She executed it absolutely perfectly. Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying she literally drew four lines on each yeah. of her her things. <laughs> that was lovely it. and tasted good. That's all that needed to happen. And, and they didn't leak like most yeah. other people do. Right? Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Narali. Like, likes the look. They are pale. Pastry is lovely, flaky. The strawberry really comes through well. They were to me the best looking of every, what everybody made. Uh, she she had these little cuts in them. She had these little hearts on them. Sprinkle a little uh, strawberry powder on them. So they really mm-hmm. looked uh, neat. And I thought that, but they they did need a little more color on them. They was just yeah. this side of too 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 light. So to me, Nirali is uh, this season's maxi for me. She is an excellent decorator, but yeah. the clock gonna get her every time. <laughs> every time, it's like it's so worrisome. Uh, your technical challenge this week, set by Miss Prue Leith: twelve identical stuffed churros, mm. got to be made with shoe pastry, filled with spiced chocolate ganache and coated in cinnamon and sugar, with. Only an hour and 15 minutes to make it happen. Now, a shoe pastry is an easy thing to whip up. As long, if you've been baking hard, that is something you can easily come together. Your fry time only has to be about three minutes. So I know mm-hmm. why they made this shit so short. But boy, howdy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Are you, do churros typically stuffed with chocolate ganache? Sometimes. No, they usually, actually, they usually serve it on a side with a little ramekin of chocolate that you can dip it in. <laughs> So I've had them like with nothing inside. And then if yeah. there was something inside, it was like more of a caramel situation and not mm-hmm. ganache and definitely not chocolate. Yeah. So like, you know, the, I don't want well, maybe you, you should know, you know, Mexican style hot chocolate, like the thick kind. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. 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 It's usually, usually they kind of go hand in hand together in uh more traditional yeah, like at a, situation. At a yeah, restaurant. At a restaurant. I'm, exactly. just, I'm talking about like, I'll just run up to food. the churro stand at the, yeah. 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 <laughs> Usually it, when it, you, when you catch it with like chocolate or something like that, it's like at a, like a, like a, 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 fa- shit, right? like a fast casual place or somewhere yeah. where, they, where they take it from frozen to flash fried or something. Like Applebee's. That is what would make this kind of shit. But also, we know from experience, they are terrible with Mexican food over there. Oh, my God. My God. <laughs> so this is just, I feel like, further further proof of that. It's like, basically, she wanted some Applebee style, you know, churros. And, uh, yeah. I mean, she was on a road trip, and they stay open till midnight. Yay. There you- <laughs> <laughs> well, also, it's, easy. you know another element because they got to stuff it and you know yeah I mean I understand to raise the degree of difficulty slightly you know what they didn't have to do bake a goddamn thing every bit of this <laughs> challenge is stove top not one bake no and 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 still and still to my core it bothers me when they do stuff like this it's like making hamburgers is not baking Frying what about donuts not baking how do you feel about donuts you there are baked donuts, cake donuts. You know what I'm saying? Can, are can be yeah. baked. So I feel like you got an option there, but this right here was a full on. It's a frying situation. I just I don't know, man. It's the bake off. Call that shit something different if you if you want want people frying up shit. Call it the fry off or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> judging uh, goes down like this. Fry. <laughs> 
Uh, Susan, color not too bad. Nice texture, lovely flavor, nice. Have we ever explained how the technical works for those who may not be watching the show? Technical challenge is a is a is a surprise. Basically, they go they literally they go up with a to their to their tables covered with a with a you know a tablecloth. They pull it off and like this is what you're doing, and you better do it well. But also, it's judge blind, so uh, they didn't, the, the judges don't know who they're judging, but we know because they put the pictures in front of the uh, the 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 things they're serving, and so I know and we know that Susan was the first one being judged. Like I said, color not bad, nice texture, lovely flavor, overall nice. Martin's up next, piped on a tray clearly, but the size is nice and the and is as well as the color, crispy and the ganache is good. Diana, who talked that shit like she had just made the greatest churros ever to be created, <laughs> it was so weird to see her talk that shit. And then we get to her judging, and they like a bit soggy. The fat clearly was not hot enough, not fried properly, almost raw. Inside, I love how yeah. Paul says "raw" with that R yeah, he, <laughs> he butchered that. <laughs> uh, Narali, <laughs> everything about this made me laugh and laugh and laugh. A big fat one, huge. Some a bit banana shaped. Hmm. More difficult to do if they're big. <laughs> Too airy for churros, but should have a little. Bu- oh, excuse me. Too airy for churros. They should have a little bite to them, but very nice and light though. It's like which one was it, man? Is it Ujiwali or one Mike as always? Because Paul was like, "Nah, these is too, too, too light." And then Prue was like, "I like them because they light." And then Paul's like, "Yeah, these is kind of good." So it's <laughs> like, like you, you know what it is. Don's no, not saleable. Paul said he would speak to the manager and have them. And back. ask them what they were, what they had any idea what they were doing. You would complain <laughs> to the baker, and then he was like, "I've done it before." And I'm just like, "I bet your ass has." You certainly seem like a mother who would have been like, "How about what is we doing here?" Paula, Kevin, going to the damn Starbucks. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> burnt, just straight up and down, burnt. Now I know what burnt is. Them wasn't quite there. But they was dark. They was the darkest ones. <laughs> <laughs> they look like little. They look like little tootsie rolls. Uh, Saris, not bad. Straight, pretty identical, even a little dark, but actually a beautiful caramel color to them. Ganache goes all the way through. Tastes delicious. Ganache is good. All a good size. <laughs> yes. It's just so funny that they. He was so mad at how big those churros are. I'm like. Like a quarter of a size of the churro, I won't <laughs> give me a foot long wrapped in a little piece of paper. With a little right? piece of paper, saying wax paper at the bottom. Yeah, like sir, like what is these these like mini churros y'all making? But I guess. Right. Uh, also, did the, do they think it's called churros plural? Because they would not talk about a single churro ever. <laughs> Everything was and, churros, and not. And I, I realize the, the, how the difference in pronunciation is going to sound so slight, but churro is what we say. And they sound like they were saying churros. Churros, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's a weird... Again, the English don't be trying with other people's language. They simply don't. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they refuse to even attempt to get it right. They just say it how they're going to say it, and that's it. But that's, you know, I've learned uh, during the pandemic in a Twitter thread that America got that shit bad, too, because it's hella like names mm-hmm. of cities in America that are literal French words. And we will pronounce it however the fuck. We have a, a city in Ohio called spelled Russia. Just how you spell Russia. And they pronounce <laughs> that shit Russia. Wow. <laughs> There's hmm. no attempts. Just none at all. And you, you're right. We get it. We get it from our daddy. And so we be doing it too. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Ranking is as follows. Number six, Sean, burnt. Badly burnt. They were not badly burnt. This fool no. has never seen a black ass piece of something come out of fryer if he thinks see, this is badly burnt. You can I feel like you could eat Sean's and with enough chocolate. Yeah, they would just be cream, hella crispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all oh. sins could be covered. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Diana, a bit underfried, soggy in the middle. So you go from oh, well overcooked to not cooked enough, and it's just so funny that they laid out like that. Uh, number four was Narali. Number three was Susan. Number two, Martin. Pretty good, pretty decent, just not as good as number one. 
which is damn. Like damn it with fake praise, whatever you know what I'm saying. <laughs> with fake praise, it's like, sorry, guy, you good, but you ain't that good. Uh, number one is of course Sarah, <laughs> giving them exactly what they asked for: light, really crisp, just the right amount of chili in the chocolate, perfect. They don't bandy that about that often, especially when Prue Leaf. Prue Leaf is like you know what I'm saying. She, I mean, I, we, we love her because she's so sweet, but most of the time she is not. She's not. So evocative with her with her with her praise, and in this case, I think Sarah just really bided it, and with such a good mm-hmm. signature, she was she was just flying high, especially because mm-hmm. you know she she's coming like the bottom of the table, uh, all three weeks prior to this when it comes to uh, to, to uh, the technical challenge, just bad. Just as a contestant, she's my least favorite kind of contestant, just kind of riding the middle, and then a burst of something <laughs> near the end, and it's like, where was this? Oh, like I barely just learned her name last yeah. episode. Yeah, she, I, she, go on it. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, from the beginning, like I wrote down from I think like week two, I felt like she was a sleeper, like she was yeah. in my sleeper <laughs> baker. But this was the first time I felt like somebody who won Star Baker was gonna go home this week. Um, like and quite like well, I guess not really. I take that back. I won't even say that. It's all good. Uh, she just she doubted in this week, and 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 I just respect it. I was like, wow, you, this was your week, and it's funny because like they're like, they didn't give her much love in signature. They were just like, yeah, you did that shit right, and that was it. And they kind of <laughs> moved on, which is so interesting because they kind of hung about everybody else. But it's like everybody else did something, basically did something wrong and had to get talk uh, talking to. But she did it so right, she got nothing. She was like, all right, on your way. And uh, that was interesting to see see go down like that. But uh, showstopper, a decorative tiered pie, three tiers minimum, elaborate, highly decorative, four hours to complete. Nick, you you show stopped off these pies? No, no, <laughs> no. How the fuck you gonna ask somebody to make a gigantic pie? I would have been more impressed with one huge pie. I don't want to see a stack of pies. And then did you make a savory pie at the bottom and then put sweet pie on the top? What? Is it crack? Is it crack? Because somebody's smoking something. I don't want chicken and fucking blueberry pie on the same plate. What is this? You and Mealy are, are going to be forced to separate them to keep from yeah cutting the, the apricots down into the chicken. I don't Which might want be, the aroma. Well, might go hard though. Now I think about it. Sure, now. sure, but, but that was like vegetables and shit, like broccoli and yam and shit. Like none of it. <laughs> I, like I don't want the aroma of fucking Sunday dinner seeping up into my chocolate pie or whatever. You are correct. You are certainly correct. <laughs> Ah, right, let's go through what everybody was trying to make and uh, see see what we can make sense of. <laughs> Narali went with an Indian three course dinner tower. Hot water crust is what she was using. Most people use for their uh, for their uh, crust because it's a it's a hearty ass crust. And uh, in case you don't know, hot water crust is made by heating water, melting fat into the hot water, and then adding the flour to it. Uh her uh, top pie was filled with spiced paneer, uh, paneer bourgeois, uh, a fresh acid set cheese. And in case you're wondering, an acid set cheese is an acid set or sour milk cheese is cheese that has been curdled by natural souring from lactic acid bacteria or the addition of acid. Uh, queso blanco and cream cheese are other examples of such cheeses. Uh, next layer was spiced lamb and provolone and spiced potato is the bottom tier, which turned out to have some coconut in it, which again, wasn't mentioned when, uh, and in, in when they were describing what she was making, but came up in the judging. And I was like, I would have liked to know more about that. I, it was some, some editing shit this week that I was just like, hmm, I would have, I would have liked to have known some more about that whiskey, uh, uh short crust and uh, as well about that particular layer with coconut mixed with potato and so forth and so on. So that that's probably a uh, curry. A coconut curry, yeah, for sure. But let yeah, me know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and see, like her making three savory pies, great. Yeah, sure. Hell yeah, I'm all about that. 
good old Indian shit, hook it up. Mm-hmm. Actual Indian shit and not what we've come to know is like, you know, chicken marsala. No, is it marsala? No. What's the chicken? What's, the, what's uh, the Indian dish? Masala, the chicken? chicken tikka masala. Chicken tikka masala. Was invented in the late 70s. It but marsala in- <laughs> is also like Indian. It's just a mix of spices. Yeah. So I'm just, just saying that's some, that's some us shit they, that they made toward our palate. So that's what's popping there. Uh, Martin's up next. His urban herb garden pie tower. Er, uh, apparently Martin has been growing herbs even in his apartments back in the day when he lived in the city itself and not out in the birds where he is now where he you know continues to grow stuff. And he went with a hot water crust. His pies were a chicken leek and tarragon uh, uh, pie for the bottom, the base. And then he made a short crust for his apricot and rosemary tier and in the Crack. which was in was in the middle and mm. a short crust for the lemon verbena cheesecake on the top. Crack. It's crack. It has to be crack. I, I Anthony appreciates rosemary for I believe in your poultry dishes you use rosemary, yes. right? You use ro- rosemary anywhere else? Um No, I mean, not really like poultry. Uh oh, potatoes of course. Like, okay. Um Man, I love frying up some French fries and putting fresh rosemary at the bottom. Like, I mean, as a, when I take them out, um, hot fries on yeah, the yeah. rosemary, but yeah. yeah. But it ain't going to your damn dessert pie, is what you're telling me. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in my uh, shampoo. <laughs> don't they? Don't some people put? Am I mistaken? Rosemary in like their um, stuffing for turkey for thanksgiving or whatever yeah that might be um and what's that um that spice uh um poultry season it has like it's rosemary sage sage it's mothership mixed into it yeah yeah like the yeah but that's still like a like poultry but never in like no cheesecake and shit that's that's yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh susan went with an ode to farmers Using a variation of Paul's hot water crust recipe that he was not too happy that she that she tinkered with. I used to like she was like, like, I don't fuck with your shit, my guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh and well, we'll get there. Her her uh what she's been put up is a lemon peel and mint hot water crust. Hmm. Which I'm like, I don't want you using mint for some things, and that is one of them. Uh feel Crust filled with blueberries, but also some uh, uh, some candy pineapple and a cream cheese filler. I liked of all the ones I liked her, hers. I found to be one of the most interesting looking situations. Mm, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, Sean with, with a uh, San Francisco conservatory pie, a flower conservatory. Uh, apparently, San Francisco has many a flower conservatory. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. He <laughs> went with a hot water crust. <laughs> Uh, two two of those crusts were going to be filled with Japanese curry, and the third with a ginger blueberry cream cheese kind of vibe. Uh, Sarah, Midwest is the best high tower. Just a uh, note: it's a it's a real place. It's like a huge. I've been one time because I have really bad allergies. It's like a very. Uh, it's in I think that it's in Golden Gate Park, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I like the. Yeah, so it's a botanical garden. I wonder why he went with is his, uh, his turn of phrase. Like a music, <laughs> like a conservatory for studying something. Yeah, but so that yeah, that's how he described it, a flower conservatory. But a botanical garden, it clicks in my mind a little easier. But maybe I don't know, maybe some English turns of phrase or something right there. I think it's a because in my mind, when I think of a conservatory, I don't. I think of it as like a place where you study something. But I think in this sense, it means the literal, like we are conserving, conserving uh, the plant life. Yeah, yeah, logical. Uh, Sarah, Sarah's Midwest is the best pie tower. Uh, filled peach, blueberry. Uh, wait, so, so wait, basically, she has a, a, a peach pie, a blueberry pie, but the top of the pie is a corn pie decorated with a cherry meringue. Mm. I live, uh, I guess, I, I say this all the time to people, I live on the eastern edge of the Midwest. So, <laughs> I, I I know some Midwestery, but I don't know some Midwestery, and I have never heard of somebody making sweet corn pie. Just never have, and uh, maybe, that, maybe you gotta travel a little further uh, west to get there. 
I but, think uh, sometimes we be getting blamed for shit that like I'm like, nah, man, that ain't us. We won't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Not. I know they want to be like Ohio. They, they, they hear you. People hear Ohio when they think uh, Midwest because that's what you know we get laid claims on. And it's just like, mm, nah, man. We we are ninety minutes away from what I consider the furthest East Coast city, and that's uh, and that's uh, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Which if you went to Pittsburgh, you'd be like, oh yeah, this looks very much like an East Coast city. And we are like ninety minutes west of that. And so it's like we're just on the other side of of the the end of the East Coast. And hell, we're in an Eastern time zone. Like I feel like I feel like the Midwest starts halfway through Indiana and is all of the central time zone. And if you think like that, you'd be like, Oh, okay, that all makes sense over there. <laughs> yeah, when I because you know I'm notoriously like, I don't know what the fuck all this is in the middle. Um, when I finally looked at where Ohio is, I'm like, oh, this is not where I thought it was like at all. <laughs> but I also know that y'all are not super far from Illinois or Michigan, and I don't like those places feel more Midwest to me than than Cleveland hmm. than Ohio. Yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's weird how everything, like I said, got got laid out in this country, or at least cut up in this country for people's uh, processes. Uh, Diana went with a nautical pie trio. This is where we learned she was a boat captain. Uh, short crust base topped with a with a, a flaky pie crust. Two pies filled with cherries jubilee, and the top with an apple chamomile custard pie. Uh, I saw what she was going for. I don't know if I appreciated it, but I don't judge the program, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, judging, uh, Susan's up first here. A celebration of blueberries. Quite artistic, a bit too sweet for Prue. Uh, the hot water crust was probably the wrong call for that pie. It's good. Mm. It's just too thick. But Paul does like the flavor of the blueberry. And and again, I immediately can sign off. So I know why she used the hot water crust. It's because she can build with it and she can shape with it real well and everything would hold its 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 form. But that is not a flaky pie crust that you'd want with a dessert filling. It's just that's that you use that to make all those savory ones. That's what you make pork pies with. And so that's why Paul's like, I mean, it do taste all right. So I'm not gonna hate on your pie crust, but it's the wrong pie crust for this type of filling. Like it might have served her better to do that for the stuff she was building and then do a different kind of crust for the actual pies. Yep, exactly. Like she, she could have made a hot water crust basket and so forth and so on. And then, yes, that's just a shorter crust for, uh, you know, eating. Uh, Martin's up next. <laughs> this was a fun <laughs> bit of judgment here. I'm not going to lie to you. He's like, the tarragon's quite overwhelming. Mm. Also, the pastry's a bit tough. In the apricot tier, well, you've knackered it. Knackered it. Damn. Too much rosemary. <laughs> so then they're like, so did you fuck up this he top said, tier? <laughs> he said about his own pie, he was like, you could roll this down the street. <laughs> <laughs> he knew that bitch was solid. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, top tier, though, was absolutely delicious. The pastry balance is great with the, with the, with the filling. So he did have a, a a good a win amongst those things, and actually, I think they they were like, well, you know what, it's doing exactly what he said it was going to do, and that's celebrate these herbs that he grows. And I'm like, well, you ain't wrong. So not good, <laughs> but it did do what he said it was going to do, and I guess that's what what happens to be right there. Uh, for Diana, bled through dramatically, mm-hmm. rustic and attractive. And I've been hearing them do that a lot this this go around to call something rustic, but in a way that they can like appreciate its rusticness, rusticity. I don't know what you want to use right there. <laughs> I didn't um, think it looked rust attractive and that gold leaf looked tacky as hell. A F for real for real. Uh tart, a really lovely pie. The top, the apple is nicely done and thin. Could use a glaze. The pie texture is slightly overworked. Uh, for Nerali, wonderful. Loves the colors. It was so pretty, y'all. It like it sh- shined in a way that I'm like, what was she using to make that work like that? Again, this is where I need I needed them to tell us what she was doing with a little more detail because it was so fascinating to see, and I want to know how she did it. Uh, bit of spice in the top layer, which was the paneer, which uh, the the cheese layer. Uh, second layer, kind of salty. But Paul's like, kind of nice. Uh, potato with 
Oh, potato uh, with coconut is also quite nice. Again, we, I didn't even know coconut was in there until we got the judgment. Three very interesting and different textures and uh, just a, and taste and just a good job. Uh, for Sarah, quite a hefty pastry. They literally, again, just like they did in the signature here, they did in the in the showstopper. Basically, Sarah was, did it so right that there was no more conversation to be had. They was like, huh, corn and meringue, surprising, and they like it. <laughs> the texture is similar to, similar to rice pudding. At, at, at their worst thing was the pastry maybe, maybe could have been baked a little longer. And then they just moved on for it. They didn't even discuss the other, the other tiers of her pies. Sure, say that bitch up then and tell me about the other, yeah. her other feelings. <laughs> but all you did was focus on this corn and cherry meringue. Because y'all thought it's, I know it makes for an interesting bit of conversation, but also I need to know what happened to the rest of her pies. Because you judged everybody else on all their various layers. Let me know. Ah, Sean is up last. An impressive looking at a distance dessert. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which also just like, sound like another sneak disc by Prue Lee. I want you to know that. Because that shit was leaning. And it was bubbling and it was crust coming off of it if you looked up close. Top one looks soggy. Once again, it's raw with an R at the end of it. It's raw. However, very, very nice flavor. But what they had said earlier as they were watching people, uh, you know, uh, prepare these items is like, we are here for the pastry. Them feelings might be hidden, but it's here Mm -hmm. for the pastry. And then they prove their point with my man's here. Uh, the Underbaked, curry, raw. Yeah, for real. The curry smells and tastes amazing. Your fillings are incredible. Your pastry, not so good. Looks great, but... And uh, there goes Sean. <laughs> You're a star baker this week. I mean, if it wasn't clear, it was it was pretty much, I, in my opinion, uh, uh, she pitched a shutout this week, and it was Sarah, because top to bottom, she did the damn thing. And I guess you could say somebody, I guess you could say Martin got close in uh, technical, but that was about where he, the only place he got close at. So. She did well. Unfortunately, I don't care for her, and I have watched <laughs> the next episode and didn't help. Either I think there's something a little cocky about her that I find interesting since this is the first time she showed up in the competition. It's the headband. <laughs> so, so, so she she got Starbaker this week, and that led to her being cocky next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I guess one should you should be cocky if you if you want Starbaker. Well, I, I mean, I find I found her cocky this week. Oh no, I did not. She seemed so annoyed this week to me, especially she's like it was like. Oh, like I said, she did let them know, man. I don't know, man. The basketball seemed wild easier to me. And I'm like, I agree. Circles do seem easier than everything else. But that's about the only yeah. time I thought. Because she really seemed kind of like, I don't know what the hell's going to these churros. I don't think I've ever made a churro in my life. And she was she, seemed- like, she, she did like, and I think I think Ellie coming over to talk to her kind of helped her out was to give her a little confidence. Like, yeah, we yeah. eat corn. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's the thing of like. Where have she been? This is mm-hmm. the first time I've, I even saw a glimpse of her personality. And maybe that's not entirely her fault. A lot of that could be the edit or whatever. But she yeah. was like, yeah. you know, like it, it, a part of me is like, oh, did you play it safe? Or it was just you performing at the best of your ability and you were just middle the whole time. And so I'm happy to see her do well. But in the to me in the next episode, I was like, oh, whatever that little hint of something was that tickled me in the wrong way, it got real loud in the next episode. Fair enough. I would have to I don't get think down it's, with the... But I don't think it's arrogance in the way of... I don't know. We'll discuss it next week, obviously. We shall. We shall. Um, we shall. And also, I think that like, um, it, they're starting to show more of the relationships with each other in the tent, which mm-hmm. makes it feel more like the across the pond show because i think there's this tiny bit of american individualism and competition that doesn't exist in the other show and i think them more show more showing them like rooting for each other and her being really sad that her boy had to go like it's starting to really really feel like the other show to me yeah 
I, I liked seeing them hop up to help each other, like get get cleaned yes. up and get ready to get their their ham tarts out this this uh in, in, earlier in the episode. And it's just like, oh, do you need some help getting that pie up here? You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, I got it, I got it. But I'm like, I'm I'm glad everybody is. is it's what make what has always made the ba- uh, Bake Off an enjoyable program is because it's less competitive, even though it is competitive. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, it's not that American exceptionalism or whatever. It's just like let's have a good time and bake, y'all, and see what we can do. Because I don't feel like they are competing against each other. They're trying. They're competing against the challenge. The, so yeah, the challenge, and and yeah. they're trying, to, trying to show the judges that they can do what they can do. Uh, eliminated this week is Sean, which is to go from Starbaker to eliminated in real short order, basically two <laughs> weeks apart. But Paul pointed out he just he I think he just reached the end of his technical uh, know how. But mm-hmm. I think he just really, I, I truly think he just had a couple a bad of bad weeks. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a little longer in the oven. And those those amazing tasting pies also end up amazingly, you know, amazingly filled pies end up being amazingly baked pies. And as for as a guy who never has, has never used a deep fryer, yeah, he, he, it's like, I get it. I, I, I'm sure they probably gave you a little bit of advice, but also it's like, hey, try your luck in the deep fryer. And so mm-hmm. I, I, it was just, I think, I think it was less his technical skill this as as a as opposed to, uh, you know, other bakers who had go out at this stage. It was just more just it's bad luck. Sorry. <laughs> oh, before uh, I forget, and somebody writes in and clocks me that <laughs> Ted's bulletin is on 14th and V that I mean, you that y'all have been going to 14th and you. Yeah. There's a there's a uh, a park there's a parking garage like a street over and sometimes on the low if you just hit the side of the building you can kind of hide a car back there without mm-hmm. much 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 bother. It's it's like T <laughs> TV and you over there. Yeah, yeah. Also, DC but you want to go to the one on Capitol Hill? The longest crosswalks ever. I want you to know that. <laughs> no, and they're all no, different. No. Not in a bad way. I like that it takes like they gonna give, they give you like the full like sixty seconds to cross the street because sometimes you need it. Yeah, no, they're all different. Some of them go up to like ninety. Like oh. it's it's crazy. I don't know exactly how they work. It's something that I've been meaning to look into. But they're yeah, t- people are always like, damn, they give you a lot of time to cross. I'm like, yeah, but when you're sitting in a car, you're gonna be sitting for a long time too. So <laughs> walking town, people. So walking mm-hmm. town. They kind of basically want you to go park that bitch and, and move on your feet or a city mm-hmm. bike or something. Uh, oh, hey, we had some feedback this week, so let me dip, dip, dive over here to the go Google Voice, and it's the homie Michelle, Miko Michelle, just hit us up and let us know what, what, what's what. Uh, hey, friends, I finished the most recent uh, Crim Pat, loved it, where one of the last things I heard was how Nick Ju is still watching from her phone. Shortly after, I started watching the Juvie Tiny Desk uh, cat, uh, Tiny Desk. <laughs> Uh, certainly after I started watching the Juvie Tiny Desk cast from my phone onto the TV, and I wonder if that might be an immediate solution for our good sis. That's all. I'll hear the answer next week. Uh, Miko Tortilla Advisor from a couple of weeks back. P.S. I was mortified listening to my awful audio. <laughs> Don't know what was going on that night. Apparently one bait puffed too many. Bye. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think her, her voicemail on when, when, she, when she called no, the scam sounded that you bad. You sounded very and, fine. Thank you. We love to yeah. see you back. So it's all to the good. So here's the thing. The Roku app is a bitch and will not stream unless you're streaming to a, another Roku device. Either a yeah, Roku you can't, like, or a Roku yeah. TV. But thanks to my big brother, I now have I'm a fucking Roku device and I've been watching the show on a whole ass television for like three weeks. Three episodes. Three episodes. Three episodes. A couple of weeks now. So we got we got Nick taken care of. Worry not. You know what I'm saying? We said we would and we certainly did. What do you think of Roku? I mean, I know this has nothing to do with bacon. What do you think of Roku as a device so far? What so do you literally like what don't all you like? I've done is plug this bitch in and watch this show so i haven't i've i added a few apps but i haven't really because i have my whole other setup um but you know i i am very interested in the 2b and there's a 2b channel loaded on there that i may start checking out um the interface i'm just kind of used to from staying in airbnb and and whatever but like uh it's cool you know so far so good The, the word i movie is pretty funny too on there 
on, on Roku. Too. Oh, is that an exclusive Roku? I keep seeing it at every commercial break. <laughs> the, the commercials are, I agreed. The commercials are hot garbage, and they're the How same ones over and over. So the commercials I have, I got this last go round. It's always a water pick. Mm-mm. It is always somebody's drug for something, and, and I kept seeing them advertise. Uh, what was the what was the issue that they had? They were talking about this go around. <laughs> I don't know, but it's always some prescription drug. And then I don't know what the third commercial was, and I'm just like, why is y'all always advertising me prescription drugs for for complications or or diseases I simply don't have? And I'm like, why are you making drugs for such a specific? Highly specific problem. What was for <laughs> nose polyps? Mm. Oh wow! And I'm like, what is that? So you like, from doing coke? I don't. I have no idea. None <laughs> at all. It's like it's a waste of advertising on me. <laughs> also, I'm not buying a water pig. Stop it. Well, you should. I I have a um <laughs> I have a testimony about the water pig. <laughs> Highly recommend. All right. Well, at least see, I, I I take that that advice before I take the Roku trying right. to hustle one to me. <laughs> and, and basically, like, click the button. You can buy yes. this right now. That like, terrifies me. I like. What if I accidentally buy a vacation? Well, I mean, it take it take more effort than just to click. Right. The sure. <laughs> but but the you know, I might be start. I might be sitting on it and rolling over, and I just <laughs> bought Ozempic. Do you know how many times my dog has just <laughs> laid on top of that remote and all of a sudden just turned the TV off or went to another app? And I'm like, like what the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> right. Honestly, man. So, yeah, that, that's one thing I like to say. I, I get why they have such a tiny little remote. They're trying to be kind of Apple-esque in that regard. And it's like, sure, that's fine. But give me a full-size remote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can get the, I like, like the, the little remote. sounds it makes too. Yeah, you can go. You can go set. You can go set a little. Uh, uh, your your theme. They got a few themes in there. You can kind of mess with if you're so inclined. I use the space theme myself. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I like the way mm-hmm. that looks and the noises it makes. So, but uh, they have a uh, uh, the like the nicest of the Roku's. Uh, you can literally plug headphones into the remote control and listen that way. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of a nifty little something something that they do. Basically, I like Roku, y'all, uh, and I'm, I've gotten very used to it. And it's basically how I watch everything at this point, including after I get done here when I go watch Star Trek: uh, Strange New Worlds here in a little bit, because that's how we roll. Uh what are, will be our poll this week, my folk? Hmm. Um, savory pie or sweet pie? Sounds Girl. good. Did we get our results from last week? Uh, or, I, you know, I never go check the results. Or, I guess I should try to. I should start doing that. Uh, oh uh, yeah! After I wrote the commercial, never even think to go look at him. Take it. You Diana has always like a very terrified look on her face, and then when the judges tell her she did something wrong, she'd be real incredulous, like super surprised at the fact that she did something wrong, but she'd be mad terrified whenever they taste it. <laughs> Like I said, when when she when she she seems so. Oh, that's the wrong. That's that's not where I go to look at that. That's the wrong uh, browser. She was so like, I killed it on these churros, and they was like, No, you did not. And, and her face was, turned hella red. <laughs> oh, Captain Diana, what are we gonna do with you? All right, <laughs> episodes, and then we go into the episode, and we're going to Bread Week here. Oh, that's technically the most recent one. Should I? Well, let's go look at it. So far, ain't nobody on the 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 the, the butter side up bread yet. But like I said, that episode just went up the other day. So let me bounce out and let's go look at Cake Week. And Cake Week, the question was, what's your barbecue cookout, BBQ cookout dessert or of choice, banana pudding or peach cobbler? And peach cobbler uh, won that. Respect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the just one. Let's go look at the Cookie Week episode. Uh, cookies or biscuits? Because you know, I love the turn of phrase biscuits, and uh, biscuits won that, which just means. <laughs> so that's what that's what's calculating in our, in our in our various little polls and so forth and so on. But like I say, if you listen to this wherever you listen to it at, uh, it's I, I know not not everybody gets down Spotify, and I'm not trying to force your hand. But Spotify does have some features that you can play with a little more when it comes to the, to comes to the show. 
But listen to it wherever you get it from. Have a good time with it. Enjoy. Feel free to hit us up. Uh, 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. You can call it, leave a voicemail. You can text it, which trust me is so much easier because you can kind of get your words together and, and just shoot a text message over. It's a little easier than, than, writing out, than sitting there trying to write out an email because it's just, you know, you go to your little app and boom, there you go. Uh, but you can also email us podcast at stagecrunchymilk.com. I should probably check the email. Didn't do that. I'm, used, I'm so good about this shit normally. I'm just was off my game today, I guess. All right. What? We didn't even get an intro. I mean, I kind of gave an intro, you know, sort of. I, know, I mean, I like, we did y'all. That's you know, what I mean. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. I just kept, I kept it motherfucking moving. And I didn't. You can't tell me that at the end of the operation. You tell me that up front. So I could have, I could have handled it there. My no, internet was seizing up. I couldn't get, I was like, I can't even talk because I know I'm behind. <laughs> I, I, I did not introduce you know what I'm saying. That's Big Anthony. That's, that's, that's Nick Jew. The people oh, my folk. Uh, it's a fresh what's tea up this week. Go get it. Uh, our monthly show we're at we're at <laughs> all to the good uh the road to 500 uh is is the episode where I po- we post on uh, skims feed today that was us driving up to detroit this past weekend and uh it's interesting to hear how it sounds because of course it like it sounds one way when we're on the highway but as soon as we get off on the street all of a sudden it sounds just like perfect i'm like mm. oh we- that that the highway makes so much of a a noise that that mm. that it's like in the background there, but then, like I said, it tightens up almost immediately when we get off the off the rope. It's a fun episode. It's just us sitting in the car talking street dreams. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think it's a fun. I think it's a fun listen. Next week, after the actual episode five hundred will go up, and it too is a good time. So worry not, people. We 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 podcast. That's what we do here. Uh, Savor sweet pie is your poll for this next week. Uh, what's our question of the week, y'all? Hmm. Who are you inviting to the cookout? <laughs> I'm gonna say, oh, where God, do, no, where, do, nah, where does the Midwest begin? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> so let us know. Get in on, get in on the poll, or just like hit us up. Like I said, I, I will continue to give say give us to do just that. Uh, Stitcher Radio is going away. If you get this show on Stitcher Radio, Stitcher is going away in August. You might want to start looking for a new uh, way to listen to the program. Uh, it stinks. Stitcher is where a lot of us got our 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 start from, listening and hustling podcasts, and it will be missed. Uh, capitalism man who knew so that is what's uh popping right there but again that is a wonderful nick jew thanks uh anthony for letting me know i was re-watching the wrong episode <laughs> so it's some behind the scenes stuff that went on that i uh we, yeah. we still we still made it through <laughs> we made it though i'm still standing i'm still strong how's <laughs> <laughs> oh, my man big anthony Good night. Thank you, sir. Um, a, a little tip I learned from bacon: even when a, um, the recipe calls for butter, still add a little a tablespoon of oil, teaspoon of oil, to keep it moist. Hey, Amen. Keep it moist, people. I'm gonna say we're Churros should be a foot long. We'll catch y'all next week. Bye. Come with a dollar fifty hot fifty hot dog. <laughs> What happened to your ass? It used to be beautiful.